up, everyone? Welcome to the State for the Sports History for May 7th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery, coming at you live from the Courtyard Marriott in Coatesville. Great time at the wedding last night. Congrats again to my brother and Heather. It was just a good time. It was probably one of the most fun weddings I've been to ever. Like It was just a lot of dancing, a lot of fun. Uh, didn't leave the dance floor the whole time. So feeling it this morning, but I digress. All right, quick Phillies update. They lost 7-4 to the Red Sox, six in a row. And it's they're, they're starting pitching. Like, I, I don't know what it is. They, they keep giving up these bad innings where the, the Red Sox scored five runs in the fourth inning yesterday, and that's ultimately what cost them the game. It's it's very much like a Little League team where they, they have that bad inning that they're not able to recover from. And I'm not really sure how you fix that. And it, it's different things each time. Like it's bad pitches this game, costly errors the next game. So it's not like one specific thing that you can say, oh, okay, we'll work on this and fix it. It's just, uh, I, I don't know if it's still a World Series hangover or, or what, but it's it's getting concerning, six in a row. Bryce did hit his first homer of the season. I'm hoping that, that him being back will somehow spark it, but they're, they're hitting, and they're, I mean, they only scored four runs, but, I mean, on 10 hits, so they're not necessarily getting the runners in. Uh, but still, it's not. I'm not that concerned with the offense. It's it's the pitching and the defense right now that that's killing them. Back at it today. Hopefully, they can get off the Schneid. Uh, speaking of getting off the Schneid, the Union beat the uh, New York Red Bulls last night. One nothing. Good to see them get a win. Uh, obviously, the big story is Game Four today uh, at three thirty. Basically, do or die. I I mean, obviously. The math says they're they're still in it, but they go down three to one with the way Boston has played against them recent. Uh, there's there's no way, so they need to come out if if you're going down to the game, get fired up, get people fired up, and hopefully somebody besides Joe shows up today. That's that's been killer, but I'm feeling good though. I, I am feeling good that they they should be able to pull it out. It, it's nerve-wracking, though, because if not, season's over, and then this team is definitely going to look a lot different next year. But sticking with the Sixers playoff thing, we're going to go back to the 2001-2002 Sixers, and they were the, obviously the defending Eastern Conference champs. They went 43-39, and were fourth in the Atlantic Division, sixth overall in the conference. Uh, AI led them with 31.4 points a game, uh, led the league, but he only played in 60 games. Uh, due to a couple different injuries, he broke his hand. Uh, he was out early in the season with an elbow injury. Uh, Dikembe had 10.8 rebounds per game. Eric Snow, 6.6 6 assists per game. Um, but along with AI, Eric Snow and Aaron McKee also started the season on the injured list. And then AI broke his hand in March, but missed like the last 10 games of the regular season, came back for the playoffs. Uh, AI and Matumbo were the all-stars on that team. Iverson was the second team all NBA, Matumbo third, and it's the second team all defensive. They played the Celtics in the playoffs that year. Who else? Uh, in the first round, they lost four games to two. Each team won on their home court. But I think the big story of this season, after the the playoff run, things started to get a little heated in a press conference, which led us to today's. This day in Philly Sports History. Today we're going to go back to 2002, 
and it is on May 7th, 2002. It was the infamous Allen Iverson practice speech where, <coughs> excuse me, he just went on a rant about practice. And Larry Brown always questioned Iverson's practice uh, habits and everything. And basically, it was almost like he was – I don't want to say he was set up, but it was like – they, he was under Iverson was under the impression it was like the end of the year uh, exit interview press conference, um, or at least that's what the story goes. But it ended up turning into a full blown interview where it almost like they were attacking him. And he went in and he's like, "I'm the franchise player. We're talking about practice, practice." And it, it just was a, a, one of the better, um, or I shouldn't say better, but one of the most used and. and clipped uh press conference interviews and everybody like does their own thing like well practice i know ted lasso did um, a speech on that show but i think what people don't understand about that was one everybody focuses i feel anyway everybody focuses on the practice practice we're talking about practice but I mean, he did. He was saying, "Look, I, his best friend had just got killed not that long before then too." So he was like, "I'm upset, my friend. We lost. Like, I'm not going to defend the championship." Like, he was very much in, involved, and it did feel like a setup. And like, I think that often gets lost in that whole practice story. Was he was legitimately upset and pissed off that they lost, which. I mean, that's what you want from your, your, in his words, franchise player. And I, I think if anything, you can take away, say what you want about Iverson. Maybe his practice habits were, weren't that good. Uh, obviously, he had some off-the-court the issues throughout his career with uh, his wife and just different things like that. But my takeaway from Iverson always will be that you knew what you were getting and he left it all out there on the court. So I, I, I think in this case, he, he 100% had a point. Like, listen, I get it, but at the end of the day, you I'm putting it all out there on the court and you're kind of questioning practice. And I also don't necessarily agree with the way that Larry Brown handled that. Um, he was very passive aggressive a lot of times in those uh, press conferences where he would, you know, what I mean, like to handle that in the locker room. Don't bring that out to the press, the media, and leads to something like this. Um, and they always had a contentious relationship anyway. It's one of the future episodes coming up for Back to the Future. But I, I just feel like it was. The, I don't know if the Sixers PR staff or, or somehow I just don't feel it was handled right. And I mean, everybody then says, Oh, Iverson was drunk. And then he wasn't drunk. And you know, what? even if he was, he was put on the spot. Like he, he didn't expect to go in there that day to have a press conference, but it was sort of what they told him. Uh, but it's just one of those interesting things. Like I'll never forget it. When it happened, I was working at sports unlimited at the Plymouth meeting mall and obviously it was all like on the ESPN news, like tracker, like it, it, on a constant loop. Um, and everybody thought it was funny, but I mean, if you break it down, like I've seen a lot of people break down interviews and things like this, it, it really was him saying, look, I'm mad. And I, I feel that's what you want from your, your franchise player. But on this day, back in 2002, it was the infamous AI talking about practice press conference. Um, 
And like I said, whatever you say about Iverson, I, I think the one thing is you knew he was going to give 150% and leave it all out there, even if it meant throwing, like, going down the lane and getting hacked. So and hopefully some of those guys on that team today can, can take a few lessons and just go out there and leave it all out because if they don't win today, it's over. But this has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go Sixers. Go have yourselves a Sunday. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.